from Gazorpazorp. Death, destruction, sex robots? What more could a man like me ask for? This is Interdimensional RSS, the unofficial Rick and Morty podcast. Hello, everybody. I'm Travis. Hello, everyone. I am Brandon. And and what more could a guy like you ask for, Brandon? Uh, I mean, really. Toys R Us not to go bankrupt. Ah, uh, I want to be a Toys R Us kid. <laughs> not 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 a sponsor. I mean, they really aren't sponsoring anything at this point. <laughs> uh, welcome to Interdimensional RSS, the unofficial Rick and Morty podcast. So happy you could uh, join us after a week off of relaxation and sunshine. So happy as this as the snow continues to fall in the middle of April in it, Omaha, Nebraska. It, it's yeah, it's the our our climate couldn't be any more different. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's uh, I don't know. I'm ready for spring. Hopefully we don't just skip it this year. Uh, anyway, uh, this is a podcast about Rick and Morty. So happy you are listening to it. If you want to talk back at us, clap back, if you will. Clap, clap. Uh, then head over, head over to these various social media outlets, such as Twitter, huh. at Rick and Morty Pod, over uh, on Reddit, Rick and Morty Podcast, at reddit.com, the facebook.com slash Rick and Morty Podcast, if you still use Facebook. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not judging. You know, we're there. Yeah, I mean, we're, I, we're I, there if you need to talk. I know what advertisements uh, were were tailored toward <laughs> me. Uh, if you want to send an email, Rick and Morty Podcast at gmail dot com. You can buy a shirt, apatheticenthusiasm dot com slash shop, or support the show directly on Patreon dot com slash Rick and Morty Pod. Thank you to everyone that's uh, sending us a few dollars. Yeah, thank you, thank you, one and all. We 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 sincerely appreciate you. <laughs> yeah, most most deaf. Uh, this is our first back to normals. I mean, for the most part, what's really normal about this podcast? Yeah, uh, back to normal podcast after a a bit of a bit of fun a couple of weeks <laughs> ago, and uh, and I'm sure we can we can chat about that a little bit more. But uh, yeah, thanks to everybody with. If if you got a little confused by our our scheduling, we kind of had back to back episodes and then took our week off, but we're we're ready. Rarely. Are you are you refreshed, Brandon? You you took some vacation. You, <laughs> are you are you are you ready to get into it? And dig back into the reviewing of a show that's nearly four years old at this point. I'm digging in. I'm digging deep. I'm digging deep into the the heart of my soul. <laughs> like everybody's soul has has a heart of its own. It's it's four chambered. It's a four chambered heart. It's kind of like a cow's stomach, but it's it's a it's a heart. <laughs> but it's a heart. It's a soul heart. <laughs> yeah. Instead of and, instead of uh, blood, it, it pumps food. I, I I feel like the best way to really engage my soul heart is to discuss <laughs> semi pertinent news. That's right. I don't know if that was an intro song or the THX sound effect. <laughs> that was that was a uh, I actually it was sampled it was sampled from We'll Meet Again uh you know vera lynn you know it's everyone oh, everyone knows yeah that. yeah everybody knows that i'm surprised you didn't know that <laughs> uh all right first first things to talk about uh it is the month of april and now it's pretty much a staple of rick and morty that we have some sort of april fools event take place 
Uh, and and even though it's been two weeks now, we we need to take the time to uh, discuss a little bit about what went down. Yeah. On April first with Rick and Morty. This 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 is this is the first we're back. We we did talk about this over on Apathetic Enthusiasm. So if you listen to that show, sorry. Hello. Here's sorry. here's a repeat. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, and I don't I don't want to get too deep in everything. Let's not get too um, deep. We have we have lots yeah. of other things to get deep into. So we have jam packed show. <laughs> it's it's packed. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, we, we, (laughs) if you listen to our last episode, uh, not on the 1st of April, you might be confused, but yeah, we, we did a little April fool's pranks, prank a Rooney, uh, (laughs) with the good folks over at the Rick and Morty subreddit, uh, the whole Jimmy Neutron thing. Thank you to everyone who listened to that episode. If you enjoyed it, thanks. Thanks for your feedback. If you didn't like it, thank you for that feedback also. Uh, but yeah, we're we're not going anywhere. We're we're definitely still making Rick and Morty podcasts, and we will um, probably not include a Jimmy Neutron segment, at least not in this episode. Yeah, not not in this episode. It it, it was it was fun. We had we had an influx of listeners. So if you're if you're new to the show, we appreciate you listening. Uh, and and we we hope to we hope to keep you and hope to have fun with you as as the days go on. Uh, yes. So uh, and also yeah let's let's all tweet at dan Harmon and call him ultra lord and get him pissed off at this show <laughs> to where he'll never he'll he'll harm and block us 2018 uh, sure of course the the other Thank, in- thanks oh go ahead i was gonna say thanks to animation success stories and and all of the moderators over at reddit for the inclusion or, or the support and then uh ryan elder for the amazing song <laughs> that he included uh, so yeah, and then uh, and so we we did all that, and we kind of enjoyed the whole day of of watching the Jimmy Neutron nonsense and seeing the the response to our our episode that we released. And then in the wee hours of the night, Rick and Morty, Adult Swim, they cu- they come back and and drop a drop an April Fool of their own. Uh, they 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 drop an April Fool's bomb on us, and <laughs> and and before we get into it. Uh, we we wanted to tailor our song, uh, our our intro to this this new April Fool's gag of Adult Swim. So so I just <laughs> I just I'm I remastered it and and here we go. This is so this is our new intro. Coming to you live from a bush world adventure. Everything here looks hastily animated, and the bush wizard says we've nearly made it to Bendigo. This is Interdimensional RSS, the unofficial bush world podcast adventure. Yes, that's right. I'm Brandon Cruz. That's that's Travis, and we are talking. Hi, I'm Travis. It's the new Bushworld Adventure podcast. <laughs> We're talking about Bushworld Adventures. Uh, yeah. So so they came out with with a Rick and Morty esque uh, animated just short, uh, written directed by Michael Cusack, who is an who is an Aussie by all accounts. And it's it's basically yeah. an Australian version. It's, I think that's a fair assessment, maybe. <laughs> uh, and it it's it's basically a Rick and Morty in, in Australia. Uh, so Travis, Travis, what what did you what did you think of it as when you watch it? Uh, first impression is I was a little bit of shock. Uh, I I had some lulls, and then really the first other thought was it reminded me a lot of. Uh, the Adventures of Doc and Marty. Yeah, the original uh, Justin Roiland's short, uh, and I think in part just because of the animation style and the way that it looked, 
Um, it's not, I mean, it's not too close to Royland's, you know, classic style that he that he usually uses, but it it had it had flavors that kind of crossed over there. Right, right, yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. That when I was watching it on like a crappy stream April or April Fool's Day. Well, I was trying to get our website back up, mind you, and uh, and that that, that I caught the part where he's like, "Put the grub in your cock, Marty. Put, <laughs> just put the grub, grub." I like, you know, what he's saying. And, uh, and then the other part where he's just like talking about shooting Morty in the head, like, "I'm actually gonna kill you, Morty. I'm actually gonna kill you. This is a gun, you know." And and I, I, that night, I thought it was I thought it was humorous, and I thought uh, like doc and marty right away uh channel 101 stuff and then i watched it again tonight before this episode obviously and i like yeah it's it's uh my wife chelsea she's like you know they don't even get like what made uh, rick and marty popular and i was like well this is kind of this kind of goes back to before any any rick and marty that we know and love was a thing like this is closer to that humor than it is to rick and marty humor so I, I, I it, thought that was it is, and I think that it's while it is much more in line with some of just the straight up crazy adult swim stuff that uh passes for cable television now um but just that kind of unconnected <laughs> yeah, it just everything's moving in a bunch of different directions i I think the writing of Rick and Morty makes it feel a lot more concise and uh, have have that that story circle or whatever, if you will. Uh, but this this was much more of like a crazy episode that I don't know. I thought was good, but I it's I, I don't think it it replaces Rick and Morty. It just is sort of like a nod to it. Like a okay, we uh, we are inspiring uh, another short off Rick and Morty maybe maybe to appease people that didn't get any season four yet <laughs> yeah yeah maybe maybe you're right uh but you know if, if you have if you haven't watched it unity go out and watch it tell us what you tell us what you thought of it if you have seen it also tell us what you thought of it yes, uh we, yes, we'd, lo- we'd love to hear you and, and uh, the crazy so- thing is they're like embracing this fully with like merchandise and stuff i was at hot topic last week and there was like the bush world adventure version of like rick on a shirt so i mean they're taking everything they can get over at adult swim and good on them good good on them go get that merchandising adult swim also give us season four uh the the kind of ties into also bush world adventures seth rogan's hilarity for charity came out uh this last week yeah on netflix dun dun (laughs) Uh, and (laughs) And in this, you know, they have the Muppets, they have John Mulaney, they, they've, got, they've got a bunch of comics and, and comedy, hilarity for charity. And Justin Roiland also came out with a short animated clip featuring Chair and Itty in the Apple Good stand. Good classic Chair and Itty. I love those guys. Chair and Itty. It, um, it's, it's on Netflix, 39 minutes, 50 seconds. We timestamped yeah. it. Go watch, go watch it. If you haven't seen it, if you have seen it, ah, uh, yeah, send us, send us what your thoughts. I, I, I don't want, I don't want to ruin. I, I don't want to spoil I, anything. I don't. Yeah, I just, I just want. Yeah, it's it's Netflix level Justin Roiland for sure. I'll I'll say yes. that much. And and it, and it's and it's shocking to me that it's like the Muppets, 
a little bit <laughs> earlier in there, and then the Apple Stand caper. Yeah, two it's... two ends of the spectrum. It's it's pretty great. So go ahead and and check that out. Um, speaking, I of... also love how much uh, Seth Rogen loved that short, <laughs> and he does his legit like <laughs> like whatever his his yeah. laugh is uh, uh, coming back on stage. The 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 first the first time I watched it, I thought it was funny. The second time I watched it with with Chelsea again, I I caught her reaction to it. And she like her, she react like oh god, and, <laughs> and it, it just uh, I lo- I lost it at that point in time because because I I think same thing with Seth Rogen knowing what was coming onto the screen, and then gauging everyone else's reactions is what makes it funnier. Well, there you go. Yeah. Uh, so there's some semi pertinent uh, news, uh, a slight slightly more pertinent, and this is something that we tweeted earlier in the week is uh, a crossover coming from uh, Omnipress and IDW Comics. At first, when you tweeted this out, I I got like really excited because I didn't realize it was just going to be a comic book. When I saw Dungeons & Dragons and Rick and Morty crossover, I was like, it's happening. I'm, I'm finally playing a role-playing game. This is, <laughs> this, is, this is about to go down. Yeah. And and then then you then you saw it was a comic and you said okay well I don't care anymore I don't want I don't want to yeah, read this I'll I will include it <laughs> on my Amazon list of all the comics that I would like to buy but am not putting money towards <laughs> uh, yeah my my local shop I think I put it on I think I actually wrote it down Comic Spot uh, on my on my list of subs. Uh, but if I didn't, hey John Michael, if you're listening, uh, you know, make sure you, <laughs> Can you add that to your sub list. <laughs> yeah, that is the that is the most amazing thing ever. If if you could manage your comic subscriptions via <laughs> podcast, that would uh, that'd be something else. Yeah. I, I I think that's really awesome. Yeah, but it's cool to see that they're they're branching out and getting involved with some other uh, franchises and things like that. So if you're if you're into the Rick and Morty comics, then definitely go check out this crossover event. Do uh, Brandon, August. it's time. It's it's time for a, a mini segment within a segment. <laughs> it's time for the Dan Harmon tweet minute. It's Dan Harmon tweet minute. I'm saying minute, tweeting minute again. Uh, this is from Dan Harmon. Uh, really, I should have used two because it's been a couple weeks, but I only I only stuck with one. I mean, well, I have enough time for one. It's well, only a minute. It's only a minute. It's only a minute. Here's what Dan Harmon says. He says. No joke, very curious. When you get deja vu, do you immediately think, oh, fun? Or do you immediately think, oh, fuck, this means I'm about to die? Spoilers, I am in the latter category and would like to hear that's not a totally unique reaction. Uh, which you actually responded to this tweet, correct? I did. I don't remember what, I don't remember what I said. Oh, oh, deja vu. This is what I'm having. Yeah. Uh, no, yeah, no. Okay, I do. I do well, how do you feel right now, Brandon? <laughs> I do remember. Yeah, my, my grandmother, she always... Uh, on the on the uh, Hispanic side, the it's a cruise part of my name. Now, if you see me, you're like, <laughs> you look no, you don't look Hispanic at all. He, uh, she used to say, "Oh, Brandon Hito, that is, that's the devil. The devil's trying to trick you." And uh, so it's always it's always stuck with me. Uh, not that I believe right. in the devil, but hey, that's I mean that's a cool that's a cool thing to scare the <laughs> shit out of a little kid. You the, know? the fact that he would take the time to trick you, <laughs> yeah, you know, of all people, as I'm like driving uh, yeah, down the six oh five, like oh, I've never had I've never felt a negative connotation or or anything with deja vu, so I think I fall into the oh fun category. Huh. Uh, and there are times when I'm like I 
I don't know. At first I could think, oh, fun. And then I think, oh, science. And why is my brain doing this? <laughs> like, why, why do I feel like I've already experienced this? Or, or what's going on? Like, what's misfiring to cause? And then it gets me thinking about all memories in general and how every experience that I've ever had is just a story I tell myself now. And uh, anyway, let's move on. <laughs> let's, let's move on. Yeah, you're, 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 you're freaking me out, my friend. You're, you're, freaking, me the, you're freaking me the F out. Uh, <laughs> uh, so, yeah, let us, let us know and let Dan Harmon know uh, what your feelings are on Deja Vu and whether or not you think you're going to die or if it's fun. Or both. Either way. Uh, All right. I think that's enough. That's enough semi-pertinent news. It is definitely time to move on to the main thing. Main thing. (laughs) I'm just sticking sticking with the theme. It's it started out very like strong bad (laughs) and then ended just dark and and depressing uh but yeah it's time for the main thing we are we're reviewing raising gazorpazorp this week that's Uh, right another classic episode from season one originally aired march 10th 2014 written by eric acosta and wade randolph directed by jeff myers yes sir uh seventh seventh episode seventh episode uh what a great show seventh episode was Uh, oh cw right cw was there yeah, seventh episode. <laughs> uh, that, it that, only ran one season, though. Well, oh, where was that? Oh, yeah. Oh, weird. Um, okay, Here, here's the Reddit synopsis. In a pawn shop in space, Rick buys Morty a sex robot. Soon after, the robot conceives Morty's child, who is half human, half alien. Rick and Summer go to the sex robot's planet of origin, Gazorpazorp, to find better suited parents for Morty Jr. After discovering that the Gazorpian females are the dominant gender on the planet, Rick and Summer discover that the males of this species mature in only days. After breaking a planetary rule, Rick and Summer try and figure out how to escape death. Morty Jr.'s quick aging teaches Morty about parenting. Bro. That's, a, that's how that should... But up, up. That's, that's how that should... Bro. Bro. Spelt with an H. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, this is, this is an interesting episode that uh, is occasionally referred back to. Uh, the, the race of Gazorpazorpians. Yes. And uh, yeah, we we have uh, a classic character, Morty Jr., who mm-hmm. oh, you know nice. finally finally makes Morty a father. Uh, what what is what is your initial feelings when you think back upon this episode, Brandon? Are are you do you do you look back fondly, or or, or do you hate this episode? That that is that is a. Do you good... feel like you're gonna die when you watch this? <laughs> uh, every time I watch this episode, I feel like I've seen it before. The, uh, you know, it's, this is one of the episodes that like, I, I, I look, I, I know about, and I, I think about it. it's, it's actually pretty clear in my memory whenever I do think about it, but it's not one that I, I immediately leap, immediately leap to as far as, yeah, oh, let's, let's talk about that. Oh, let me, let me quote the hell out of this episode. <laughs> uh, I do, I do like the episode. I like it more now than when I originally watched it and, and probably, probably, uh, <laughs> probably uh when i watched it last i i found a new appreciation for it as i as my kid grows older and him and uh not him and my wife my wife and i we talk about how we end up hating our parents in some way shape or form eventually it just <laughs> and and we don't want that from from our kid to hate us and so it's just there, there was lying it was violence, <laughs> physical violence. 
yeah it's 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 just it's weird that that cycle uh and, and we could talk a little bit more about that later but what what yeah. about you yeah yeah i think this is a episode that doesn't tend to stand out to me when i when i think back on rick and morty if people are like oh what episodes do you really like this usually isn't the one that comes up i i agree with you that i do enjoy the episode but i feel like it is as cookie cutter i don't i don't even like that word but it's it's pretty standard of a rick and morty episode as you can get for rick and morty i feel like i don't know the it everything's kind of just really linear and and they get through uh the a and b plots pretty i don't know it just seems to hit all the right things and 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 trucks along and then in the end you know they they kind of fix it yeah so i don't know but not not to necessarily say that's a bad thing but it it definitely doesn't stand out uh as, yeah. as you know like some of the other episodes yeah it, it's it's basically just uh it's a it's a rick and morty bottle episode where everything starts and ends and then it's wrapped up and every, there's no consequences for the the series as a whole <laughs> yeah because i'm the the artist of marmaduke <laughs> uh some some production notes here uh when this first episode when this episode was first screened a bunch of crew members happened to bring their kids families along to the studio for the animatic and after the breakfast scene it was pretty clear that it would be in a an especially hilarious awkward viewing uh, <laughs> um i can't imagine accidentally bringing your family to this <laughs> yeah yeah i mean th- this far into pr- production too <laughs> uh i i can say i watched it with my wife and kid earlier and and he doesn't he doesn't he doesn't get it yet you know he doesn't understand that that stuff so yeah i mean yeah, yeah i get it i'm a bad parent i get it yeah as I look at the camera, <laughs> I get it. Uh, the giant head on Gazorpazorp is based off the film Zardoz, starring Sean Connery. I've never seen it. Don't plan on it. I've I've seen a picture of the original floating head, um, and his, but that's about it. And his costume, it's it's gorgeous. <laughs> uh, you you mentioned this a minute ago using Marmaduke creator Brad Anderson. Uh, but yeah, the, they uh, supposedly they just needed someone to poke fun at who is uh, less likely to get uh, stupid and sue them, like Jim Davis. Uh, and and I read or I didn't read. I I watched the commentary of this episode before, right before we we started recording. And and they talked about it. And they talked about like they they kind of felt bad using Brad Anderson because <laughs> he was like seventy four at the time, and he's just like oh. kind of an old man. He's probably like really really nice. Yeah, but at the end, they're yeah. like, ah, you know, just whatever. Let's just like it. it feels like they needed like a Mister Rogers sort of character for that, just to be like a completely like wholesome and non-threatening individual that you could completely subvert that idea and just be like, yeah. But he bottles his rage and and, and spits <laughs> out Marmaduke comics. Uh, so yeah, I mean, no, no bad feelings, Brad Anderson. <laughs> yeah, not, 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 not at all, no. Uh, there's lots of boobs in the Gazorpazorp. We we know that. You know, as men, we know boobs. You know, uh, to be in sex, being sexist, I guess. Uh, are we being? Am I being sexist? Am I being sexist to men? If like, is that is that sexist towards women? If and we're like, oh, we know boobs. When like women have boobs. I mean, we like, have boobs too. Like, I think, I think the re- the reasoning that you're giving is is the reason why I would say I am no expert on boobs. 
oh. by by virtue of being a man. Uh, oh, well, I mean, we we get breast cancer too, Travis. So you know, I, I think you need to start paying attention. Is that your hashtag? Me too. Uh, I have the pink <laughs> ribbon, and we're. I'm gonna pay attention. I'm gonna pay attention because I need to. It runs in yeah. my my family. So all joking aside, you know, do your do your checks. <laughs> Ladies, I know no, you said, I said it. I'll joke I had inside, to, and I laughed. I, I, I had to, I had to drop that Jim Gaffigan. Like anything is creepy if you end the statement with with the word ladies. <laughs> um, yeah. And fi- finally, the Latin wording on the throne supposedly may, might translate something like "you're always wrong, lying," uh, but that in- translation was incorrect. I don't. I don't know. I don't know if I. I think maybe my my Reddit uh, notes are out of date. Perhaps. <laughs> okay. All right. That's that's possible. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. So so let's get into a few of these discussion points. Uh, first up, what did you think about the black and white portray- portrayal of gender in this episode? Do you think it was inspired by genre science fiction? An all-male writer's room, a purposeful caricature poking fun at the way things are portrayed, or something entirely different. Ooh, I, you know, I've been talking a lot, Travis. Why don't Why don't you Why don't you? I have an answer for it, but I want to give you a chance because I talk a lot. You know, this is a, it, this I is mean, an international sure. RSS featuring Brandon with Travis. I mean, in a way, it is. But <laughs> anyway, yeah, I um, I I think. I think it's definitely probably comes from maybe the the writer saying, "Hey, let's let's have a planet where everything's run by women. Let's 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 do something where uh especially for a character like Rick who is uh very misogynistic and doesn't doesn't seem to respect women uh up to this point." Let's let's put him in a situation where he thinks, you know, he's in control and then completely flip that. And really, this is the first episode where we see Summer go on an adventure with Rick. So I think that opens the door for, you know, kind of changing the landscape. And, you know, he's like, oh, I, I can't I can't take a, 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 chick. a girl on an adventure with me. I think he says, Cause, you know, you know, all the, all these <laughs> all these ridiculous reasons. And then that just is more set up for the eventual discovery on Gazorpazorp. Yeah. Uh, I, one of the reasons I, I listened to the commentary was, one, to you know find out what they said on the commentary and had Ridley, Harmon, and, and Royland. And, but the, the second reason was specifically because I, I felt like I remember that there were no women in the, the writer's room for season one and season two, maybe. And and with that in mind, with all the women jokes that were were going on, whether or not the, they had input from women for for some of that, right? And right. uh, be I watched it with my wife, and then she, she, like we looked at each other and we laughed at parts where uh, the 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 great passive aggression. Uh, <laughs> where they where they split from the men and, and 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 some of those you know men male female jokes that that are uh, they're stirring about and you know they they are kind of like stand up comedian kind of go to <laughs> jokes and, and and really easy to make and I, I just kind of wonder how different it would have been if 
if you know uh, Jessica Gao was was there at that point in time contributing in in some way shape or form um or you know Sarah or 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 any of those those folks so um yeah yeah I'd, I'd agree with you I think the way that the episode played out like this question actually saying like the black and white portrayal of the genders um maybe it wouldn't have been as uh intense as it was in this episode if there'd been a more diverse writers room uh yeah but, but at the same time they're really trying to play up certain stereotypes uh and whether the stereotypes are 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 right or wrong or or you know they're 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 focusing on an existing set of uh sometimes harmful stereotypes right uh it it kind of reminds me of there was a there was something on on twitter not too long ago and this is this is very like semi semi pertinent to what we're talking about uh it was maybe about like 2 weeks ago and this guy an author on twitter said you know i'm a, i'm a male and i can write I can write for female characters. And then he had an ex- excerpt of, of him writing for female characters. And it was like, he, uh, she saw him and she thought of what he must be thinking of her. My lips and my eyes and my figure, my five, four, 36, 24, 36 figure, what he must, he must be thinking that. And like that was his example of writing for a female character where he is imagining the female character imagining what the guy is thinking about her. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and, and so on Twitter, a bunch of women went and they just they were making fun of him. And it was hilarious. <laughs> Anyways, so that's that's kind of it kind of applies here with them writing for a female character, like but in their perspective in comedy. I don't know. Anyway. Yeah, I can't speak no. to it because I'm, you know, I've, I've got, uh, I've got testicles. Summer. <laughs> uh, okay. Anyways, uh, thought exercise, Travis. Based on everything you've seen, what do you think Rick's views are toward women? Does he, does he respect them, or does he lean more towards the men's rights sides of things? Discuss. I didn't know we were gonna get the super, uh, you know, um, <laughs> uh, you know, gender serious gender political here yeah Uh, yeah. let's let's do it let's do it i mean so my thought based on everything i've seen which includes seasons two and three yeah uh i would i would say that rick's number one concern is rick and 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 by virtue of rick being male he cares more about maybe a male agenda because that serves Rick's best interest, which is w- what he cares about. I I think he's definitely, uh, he's got emotional feelings and and potentially uh, levels of respect for women, but they are particular women, uh, maybe like Unity or uh, which again isn't necessarily a woman, more of a collective a being. <laughs> uh but yeah so i i and i think that there may legitimately have been a connection there uh between him and best mom but we still haven't seen a a legitimate uh depiction of that relationship so i don't know right we 
we we can't know i i think i i think the answer here is is he resentful or indifferent indifferent is the word because he doesn't really care so long as yeah. he gets his you know yeah you know, you know what i'm saying he doesn't he doesn't respect them because he doesn't respect almost anyone <laughs> right <laughs> um okay next next question uh what are your thoughts travis on the development of summer's character is she underwritten or just your standard teenage girl does she provide a strong counterpart to morty or does she just take up space ah this question is dated i think and and (laughs) yeah 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 while we have we have developed summer's i'm sorry yeah it's a dated question sure I I think the sure. subsequent seasons have definitely shown uh the development of Summer's character. They they will occasionally use her as that standard teenage girl, you know, stereotype, but she is definitely a lot more than that and she is an interesting character that is very capable of having a big impact for the family and, and going on adventures and, and being pretty awesome. And so I, I don't know. I think uh, where this episode sits as the first adventure that she goes on with Rick, she, she shows that she is capable of, you know, holding her own and, and thinking on the fly. And she's, she's really the one that gets Rick and herself out of, uh, out of this whole crushing you with a boulder death sentence so (laughs) so yeah i mean i think i think there's a lot more to summer and and this is just the first glimpse that we really get of her in the series i i I agree up up until this point in the series we haven't seen her beyond just being on her phone you know playing playing them christmas drums you know (laughs) drum drum uh doing the the monologue uh from jaws Black eyes, like a doll's <laughs> eyes. You know, we don't, we don't, we don't see her doing much other than than reacting. And this is the first time we see her as a as a character with agency and doing stuff and going out on adventures and and wanting to go out on an adventure uh, in in Morty's place. And yeah, I mean, she's the one who, sure, she gets them into the mess, but she's the one who gets them out through her thick her her thick thinking, her quick. Thick thinking it's it's late i think her quick thinking and mark jacobs top which i found out right. in in the in the commentary that is a real top that is mark jacobs at some point in time tweeted a picture of it uh because for design Royland had a just had a bunch of pictures with tops and then he chose that one from a mark jacobs catalog so yeah that's that's a real it, top it, everybody it really is weird from an animation standpoint that summer is wearing a different shirt because <laughs> yeah, every other episode of the series, she's pretty much wearing the same thing uh, as is every character in the show. But um, yeah, so it is, it is kind of like, Oh yeah. Summer's summer's wearing something different. That's <laughs> right. Okay. Th- th- throws us off. Yeah. Especially at first, if, if you don't know that she's, going going to be a, a huge part of the episode because uh, up at this point in yeah. time she she hasn't been in the series uh, which which kind of leads you know a follow-up to that other question with uh, them asking if they develop summer further where can you see them going with her character what's the best possible scenario and where would you like to see them go 
Uh, and I think we've definitely seen this over over three seasons of the show. But do you think there's any any unexplored territory that they haven't really gotten into a summer that maybe in season four or beyond you'd you'd like to see see the writers try to work with? Yeah, you, you know, if if Morty is Jerry's son, then I would like to see them explore more of Summer being Beth's daughter, and and mm. seeing how that uh, that thread goes. Right? Is is she, does she take after more of her mother's side uh, of of Rick, or does she? I, I mean, we've seen so far that she's clearly more capable and competent than than Morty is. Uh, Absolutely. Un- until Morty yeah. gets pissed off, and then he, just, <laughs> uh, he he starts getting kind of devious. But I, I like I like to see them go that direction with her, uh, and kind of put her at the forefront. I know they they did in the comics; they've been doing it in the comics. Um, I'd like to see more of it. How about you? All right. Uh, yeah, absolutely. I I think uh, I think you're spot on with, especially with the, the stuff that they've done in the comics. I think the what is the Mad Max. Uh, the Blood Dome type uh, yeah. summer, just Battle League. just kind of yeah, going out on her own and and being being a little bit more of a force force of nature there uh, is is really cool. I it, there are times where as they develop her character more, I feel like it's harder for them to revert back to using her as the oh just sitting on the couch on her cell phone not caring, right? But people are complicated beings and and i think she can have a lot of uh awesomeness to her and also just want to chill and you know browse instagram on the couch <laughs> like she, she 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 can do both so um right, but yeah right. I, I would love to see more even summer centric episodes and I, I i really like the fact that they've continued to develop the character yeah, ab- absolutely, Travis. You you have you have some favorite bits, right? What, what, I, I do. And hit, hit me, and hit me, hit me with like one or two, one or two the, to the, ten to fifteen. The 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 first bit I have uh, kind of leads into something that we started talking about before we recorded, but I want to expand mm-hmm. on a little bit more. So so I'm going to use it as a segue. Uh, but every time <laughs> that Morty messes up as a dad. Uh, at the end of those scenes, when it when it it pans over and you realize that Jerry's been in the room the whole time, and he's just like <laughs> nice. Or or there's like a second one where both him and and Beth are in the room and they're like reading newspapers <laughs> separately. Uh, nice, Morty. I, I just every time that happens, it cracks me up. Uh, but but you talked about enjoying this episode more as a parent. Uh, so I want to talk a little bit about the scenes where Morty is trying to parent Morty Jr. And just kind of like what stands out to you in those scenes and, and what what do you have a greater appreciation for it now that you have a a Brandon Jr.? <laughs> uh, uh, Brandon Jr. I, you know, it's when this, when this first, ep- gosh, when this episode first came out, uh, my son was, you know, not, he can speak or, or hold his head up like a normal human being should. <laughs> uh, and, and so now, now he's six and he's, you know, he's, he's got his personality and he's starting to get a little defiant here and there. And, and I'm having to now he understands talking, talking about wanting to dance on the <laughs> graves of his enemies and all this stuff. Like he, he, he understands things more. So he understands things like 
like right and wrong and and death and damnation and and stuff like that. He understands that stuff. And as a parent trying to trying to explain some of that stuff and and getting frustrated with at some point in time you just have to listen to me cuz you're yeah. you can understand a little bit but you can't understand it completely. And and more cuz the air outside is poison, okay? <laughs> yeah. Because I said so. Uh and and just Morty, who is a fourteen-year-old learning how to raise a kid, and who 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 is about to out out uh, be older than him after like six hours, <laughs> right? Just life experience. He doesn't have the complete life experience. And there's there's a there's a line in there that that I love, uh, which is parents are just children having children. And, and just, and just how true is that? Like we, it, I mean, we are kids realistically. Like, we're, I mean, we're getting to be older kids. Uh, you <laughs> yeah. talked about wanting to make sure you caught, uh, an episode of 60 minutes and I was like, dang, you're old. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, it is. And, and there's a lot of stuff that happens very early on in this, in this part of the episode where it feels so real as a parent, where like you have Jerry saying, oh, well, yeah, like you should handle a situation one way. And Beth, oh, you should handle it the complete opposite way. And both of them just judging Morty with every decision he makes. Uh, and, and Morty's <laughs> just trying to do his best. He's, and that's how you feel as a parent a lot of the time is just I'm, I'm going to do my best to hopefully not screw this kid up. Yes. And, and if they can feed themselves and and bathe themselves and somehow get a job when they're old enough then uh hopefully i've done my part and it's, they're well adjusted and not you know creeps in their basement making podcasts or something it's, it's it's so interesting that i watched the episode today because there's two different situations today alone where chelsea and i were talking about the kid and one situation is you know, she she is all about embracing her emotion and not not like stifling her crying and displaying emotion. I used to cry a lot as as a kid, and then I sucked it up, and now I don't display any emotion. And and so, like we had like a little, uh, not bashing our heads together, but like yeah, it's you know it's okay if he cries, sure, but there has to be a limit to what he cries about. And and she's like, I get that, but he also needs to be able to, you know display emotion the second one was uh he was talking about getting picked on at school and some kid was like hey you clap like this and then like was making fun of the way my son claps <laughs> and my advice to him was what you do then is you say your face claps like that and just say that to him <laughs> and, and you and, need to write a parenting book that's all i'm saying and chelsea's advice was you do not do that. This is how you clap. You do not do that. <laughs> and distinctly different parenting styles. Um, but again, parents are children having children. Uh, my son was my age. Really, at the same time, my parents were my age. And, and I just know how I am right now. And you know how you were are. And our, our yeah. parents were just trying not to screw us up. And I love my parents, but I also, I also hate them. So... Aw, well, 
uh, yeah, in some ways. Thanks, it, thanks, parents. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. It's 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 fun to watch this episode. It's and it adds an extra level of craziness when you consider the situation that Morty is a teenager and that he's raising a half alien, half human who is hell bent on destroying the planet. And so it adds a little bit of intensity to it, and the fact that he's aging uh, almost to adulthood within the course of a day. Uh, yeah, it's it's all it it all just adds to it and makes for a pretty interesting situation for Morty to try and deal with. Uh, for the most part, on his own, just because Summer is out with Rick, mm-hmm. it is an interesting situation where we see Morty hanging out mostly with Beth and and Jerry on this one, and uh, yeah, they're. Their parenting styles are on display as they try to uh, somehow encourage or discourage Morty from his own parenting yeah. styles. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll go. We'll go find him after I have a tall, cool glass of "I told you so." Like, Dad, come on, come on, Dad, <laughs> come on, hurry up. <laughs> we gotta go. Come on. <laughs> uh, what? What? One of the other bits that I really enjoyed is is some of the subtle like background stuff that's going on. Uh, on on Gazorpazorp, the very early on is they're they're in the the all female portion of the planet, and there's uh, in the background an announcement saying like the spider in section four is still alive, please <laughs> avoid it all or whatever. It, uh, there there may be some delays. <laughs> it, it reminds me of all the times I've I've been uh, forced to get up from where I was comfortably se- seated. Uh, to go deal with the spider. <laughs> the uh, the along along those lines, the whole uh, ex- execution <laughs> and the, the giant rock, and then no, it's gonna fall on a on a lever. And okay, yeah, it was it was it was just gonna crush you with a rock. Okay, I just want to tell you you're right because you're an asshole. <laughs> uh, which is, yeah, I, I mean. That I mean, that's Chelsea. So, I mean, good good job, Parman. You you got it. You nailed her. But nailed it. I mean, you yeah. didn't nail her. But if you did, I need some money. Okay. Uh, we 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 have, uh, we have a couple of fan fan thoughts. Uh, over over on over on Twitter, Devani Anjali uh, writes: If it weren't for Rick, Morty proved he'd be more Jerry than Jerry in this episode. Going back going back to those parents, what do you what do you think of that thought? Yeah, sure. I, I, I honestly think if Jerry was in the position Morty was with a rapidly aging killer alien baby, uh, Jerry would have jerried it up even worse. <laughs> like uh, Morty Jr. or Jerry Jr. maybe would, would be it, would have just, he would have ran amok and... And, and, yeah. and he would have destroyed the like earth. Jerry would be armless bleeding out on the floor as his Gazorpazorpian <laughs> child wreaked havoc on the neighborhood. <laughs> yeah. And he, he, and he wouldn't have a book written about him, you know, that's, yeah. and that's, that's what really the moral of that story is. Jerry <laughs> is not capable of having a book written about him. Uh, J Rex 007 thought the summer storyline was stronger. And, and, uh, you know, I, I, I agree with that. I agree with that in specifically for the showing us that summer has growth as a character this early on in the season, M- Morty, he doesn't, I mean, he doesn't really learn anything other than, you know, parenting is hard and we don't get as much credit as, as 
we we should until we're older. <laughs> sure. Um, but but some are some are crew, and and I think that's a, that I agree with that. Yeah. And we got to see uh, Rick try to make a portal gun out of sex robots. So, <laughs> I mean, what more do you want? What more do you, what more do you want? It has everything. It has uh, summer <laughs> in a Mark Jacobs top. It has boobs in the background. <laughs> it has sex robots. Everything. Perfect. Everything Perfect. a man needs. <laughs> uh, well, over overall, I I think this I think this is a good episode. Uh, I mean, most of them are, but it it certainly doesn't rank up uh, as one of one of the the top ten maybe for me. But but good stuff, and and I'm glad that we get to see the immersion of Summer the character, and, and instead of more of the Summer the the background art. Yeah, I think I think it's I think it's a good. Uh, I think it's in the top ten for this season. This for the season, definitely. Yeah, I would definitely say it's in the top. Wait, De- definitely, yeah. De- definitely, definitely. All right. Well, hey, uh, Unity, go ahead. You know, send send us your thoughts. Uh, what what you thought of of the episode? Anything anything we discussed? If you have any uh, comments, thoughts, concerns, goals, ambitions, desires, let us know. Hit us up on Twitter. Hit us up on email, Facebook, wherever. Just let us know. Talk to us. Talk to us. We're, we're, we're here if you talk. need to talk. Oh, well, nice done. <laughs> uh, nicely done. We're, nice we're killing done. it here. Speaking <laughs> of so killing old. it, <laughs> speaking of old, killing it's so it, old. it's time I'm for... Fucked up. <laughs> it's so it's old time for night. <laughs> it's time for Blood Dome Battle League. Okay, this this week on Blood Dome Battle League, <laughs> Travis, who do we who do we have who do we have in the Blood Dome Battle League? Fleekler versus Beta Seven. Oh dang! Uh, you know some some crazy mixed up matches here. When when, uh, when when we when we said to each other. Hey, we're recording this weekend, right? And we both said yes because I think we asked at the same time. That's the only way this this line of sentence works. Uh, <laughs> and uh, I was like, "No, well, we got to prepare. We got to do the narrative for the Blood Dome Battle League." And so this morning, I, with coffee in my hand and a Bloody Mary in the other, I started typing. I don't know how I typed because I maybe I did voice to text, whatever. And and I, I typed out this whole thing, and I looked up quotes from Abraham Lincoln and Adolf Hitler for for the whole thing. <laughs> I, I had this whole I had this whole spiel. It wasn't very good though. That's is the thing because I didn't. It was I had more Abraham Lincoln quotes because I'm like fuck that guy. I don't want to. I don't want to. It's it's like when you're writing an eighth grade history paper and you're <laughs> like, I'll just put a ton of quotes in it, and that'll help me get to my like 500 word maximum <laughs> yeah. that I, or minimum that I got to hit. Hundred percent. That's exactly what I was doing. <laughs> Uh, and then after I finished, I remembered we had an email from a listener, Sassassin versus Sassassin, uh, and and they they gave us the narrative. So 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 everyone out there, Unity, this isn't this isn't us. This isn't this isn't our beauty beautiful work here. This is this is from a listener, and yeah, we'll 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 talk about this more. But here's the here's a narrative, Travis. Do you, do you want me to do it? I'll do it. Uh, yeah, go for okay, it. Okay. Aberdolf Linkler stands covered in blood, having sacrificed himself so that Rick and Morty could escape this strange planet. But his life was still his. 
As he moved through the brush, he found a small group of cyborg men. Something about them drove half of them mad with rage, a rage his other half couldn't understand or control. In anger, he ran from the brush quickly, snapping Beta Seven's neck, taking his gun and shooting the other. A third approached, and he fired quickly, taking it, taking it down as well. His rage driving him, but now he found himself surrounded by Beta Seven. Assimilator die. They offer. Uh, he sound, I don't know. He, trying to, he sounds nerdy. I'm, this, I'm doing my best, Patton Oswalt. You know. Uh, <laughs> as Aberdolph Linkler's anger flared, he started to raise his gun, but his other hand grabbed his own wrist, no longer able to stand the hatred. He dropped the gun and to his knees. All men are created equal, he admits. <laughs> it is true, <laughs> Beta agrees. We see you share the same goal to unite all as one. Come, we shall return you home so you may achieve your goal. Beta-7 offers a hand in friendship. Aberdolf Linkler quickly picks up the gun, shooting all of Beta-7 down in one quick motion. All men deserve to be free, he says. Dun-dun-dun! Linkler wins. Uh, the, Linkler the, wins. The, the, great, the great thing about this narrative is he, also, he gives us two endings. He gives us a choose-your-own-adventure, depending on how the it's- poll went. It's like the movie Clue. It's awesome. Yeah, and and I and I, and I, uh, I like I like the other ending, which is Beta Seven winning, and Adolf Linkler takes it uh, takes uh, Beta Seven's hand with a bit of bit of a smile. All men are equal under my rule. Beta Seven says, grabbing Adolf Linkler by the face and vomiting into his mouth, bringing him under the hive mind's control. Very well done. I mean, awesome, awesome work, Assassin versus Assassin. We 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 appreciate uh, you. That that that's awesome. And yeah, obviously Linkler wins nine to ninety one. Big time uh, on Twitter. He he won eighty six to fourteen on Facebook. Big time. Big time. Big. time. Big, the, he won the popular vote, if you will. Uh. So so yeah. It's. I mean. That was that was a unique challenge to to take on having having a a, a blend of uh, historical figures uh, winning out versus a hive mind. Uh, but I think you did a great job. And uh, yeah, if if you out there, Unity, would like your version of a Blood Dome Battle League to be to be the 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 pick of the week. Then definitely send us send us your responses. We appreciate everybody that goes out to Facebook or Twitter and votes so that we can actually kind of do these these polls and and figure out who wins. But if you're if you're interested on taking it one step further, uh, yeah, I mean we'll we'll write them. We'll write, I mean Brandon yeah. will write a whole a whole rap if he has to. <laughs> oh God. Uh, but but you know uh, if if you, if you have a cool idea of of how one of these battles would go down, then definitely send us send us your synopsis and and we'll maybe. Maybe we'll just read it on its own. Maybe we'll blend some ideas together. I don't know. We'll we'll figure it out. We'll 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 see what happens. We'll see what happens. And be sure get your get your pencils ready because here is the announcement for next week or next episode. Next <laughs> next time on the Blood Dome Battle League, we have Ants in My Eyes Johnson versus Top Hat Jones, the battle <laughs> of the interdimensional television crew. That's right. Next That's- time on Blood Dome Battle League. Uh, cut that off. Uh, okay. There we go. All right. There's, there's, there's only time for one more segment on the show, uh, which is, which is uh, typically one of my favorites because it's when we get to talk about you, Unity. 
Uh, and that's that's listener suggestions and short outs. Uh, we've we've been all over the map lately with, with April Fools' gags and 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 vacations and all sorts of stuff. So uh, we're seeing your tweets. We're we're trying to uh, stay involved on social media. And and thank you to everybody that's continuing to connect with the show. But for the most part, uh, we haven't had a whole lot of new reviews or 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 a sort of sort of standout tweets that that we wanted to to feature this week. And really, the fact of the matter is, is we have a couple of patrons from Patreon.com who are stepping up their game, uh, and 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 they are. <laughs> I, I want to tell a little bit of backstory here. Uh, Brandon messed with our Patreon account <laughs> and decided to change some of the incentives that people got uh, for certain donation levels. So for a long time. He thought that if you donated, I think ten dollars a month, that he would like open a phone line or uh, something. So fifteen, yeah, yeah. Oh, fifteen. I, I, oh, my bad. I had it that way for a long time. <laughs> uh, he was gonna like open a phone line and let you call in and stuff. I think we should just open it up and let you guys call in. But I don't know. We'll we'll, we'll discuss it. We'll we'll figure it out. Uh, but we had a couple of people donate fifteen bucks. Uh, and he forgot that he had changed <laughs> the perk to uh, patrons at this level getting a personalized song in a very Brandon fashion. That, that's right. That's right. And and I didn't want to. I didn't want to just do a shitty improv song that you know that you know according to to uh, our friend Sire Dark. Uh, quoting this episode, it's not as uh, it's not as cute or as, as clever you as you think it is. Uh, so I I didn't want to do that. I wanted to I wanted to at least put a little bit of effort into it, and a little bit of effort I did. So without without further ado, uh, here's here's my first song for our friend Tyler. Oh yeah, baby, here we go. He's a mustache man. It's Atlantic, no. No, he's a mustache man. His name is Atlantic, no. Scrolling through his Twitter feed and I see him. And he likes some Simpsons. And he likes other things, including mustaches. Yeah, that's that's song number one. <laughs> that's song numero uno. Yeah. Uh, thank goodness only two people have. have uh... <laughs> but hey, yeah. you know everybody else, head over there. Thanks, thank uh, you, let's, Tyler. Let's, let's throw those fifteen dollar donations in, and we'll keep <laughs> keep Brandon gainfully employed. Uh, and 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 with that in mind, uh, I'm sorry I'm laughing in the background of your song. <laughs> Uh, I'll make sure Brandon sends you clean audio yes. versions of these on Patreon. With so with can... with a lyric sheet. 
<laughs> so yeah, you can, and then you can, so you can, can like hear, make it your ringtone or your 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 voice incoming voicemail message or something. I don't know what I don't know what you can do with these songs. But, yeah, uh, we got we got one more in the can, right, Brandon? That that's right, Scooty Scooty Puff Senior. This is for you, my friend. Sometimes in your life, you know you've got to get the moves and the grooves. I'm talking Justin. He is called you too. He is also known on Twitter, Scooty Puffel Senior too. He's got the nighttime blues and the dancing grooves. Oh yeah, baby, I'm talking news now. He watches Fox News or maybe NBC. <laughs> yeah uh, i love that you're highlighting your your own backup vocals there uh, uh for the video that was that was, that was a nice touch my Brandon. my the, the 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 my favorite part of that song is just like i imagine like the backup singers doing that like kind of like, we got the move <laughs> like really just really funky uh anyways so so thank you to both of you for 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 listening for supporting us and even if you you know honestly just listening all of the listeners out there we appreciate all of you so so don't don't hesitate to just send us messages don't give us money it's fine we just we just we we love you for you for being you yeah don't we don't don't change we don't we don't need your charity your chair (laughs) chair. (laughs) and the apple stand caper we don't need that (laughs) But we do appreciate it. Don't get us wrong, especially as we threw extra money uh, at our website over the last couple of weeks <laughs> due to a uh, unfortunate Reddit hug of death, uh, which, you know, hashtag blessed. Thank you. <laughs> uh, but yeah, we, we appreciate everybody. And if, if, you, if you've been listening for a long time, thank you. If you've only been listening for a week or two, uh, we appreciate you too. And uh, hopefully this 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 show is continuing to... Uh, kind of pique your excitement about Rick and Morty and one day we'll have new episodes to talk about but it's fun going back and looking at these old episodes so I'm I'm glad we have plenty left to talk about and uh what what's what's up next Brandon I didn't I didn't look ahead on on the Wikipedia page (laughs) you didn't look ahead well I think I I mean I I gave I gave you a hint I gave you a hint Travis of of exactly what's what's going to be on next it's going to be Rixty Minutes brother Blood Dome Battle Egg, Battle battle of the Interdimensional Television Stars. We're going to need two hours for that episode. (laughs) We are are going clip by clip, spending (laughs) spending no more, I'll be sorry, no less than 10 to 15 minutes on each clip. Can't we wait. Can easily do it. Can't. We could easily do it. <laughs> can't can't wait. Uh, well, with with that in with that in mind, we're so done. Dude. We're so <laughs> yeah, done. We're, we're done. Uh, <laughs> thank you, everybody, for listening. Go watch Rixty Minutes. Let us know what your favorite little bits little are bits. from that episode. And uh, in a couple weeks, we'll talk about it. But until then, 
I'm Travis. And I am Brandon. Thanks. Thanks for making it this far, Kat. Bye. <laughs> Bye.